Hi there, Isha here and welcome to The Higher Life, where I take concepts that are considered esoteric, spiritual and new agey and show you how you can apply these practically to greatly improve the quality of your life. So the tools that I share here, really they're in service of empowerment. It's a particular area or focus that I believe offers the individual a really interesting and um, effective way to have a positive contribution to the world. And I believe that's what a lot of us are looking for, a way to use our energy correctly so that we're not only supporting the best of ourselves in our lives, we're also contributing back into the system in a way that helps the whole system to thrive. And that potentially we've been a little misguided in terms of thinking about personal prosperity as the goal of our lives, rather than global prosperity. And what I mean by that is that the focus of our education systems, the focus of our economic and our political systems is often about personal wealth accumulation or personal power seen as material success that is reflected in the lifestyle that you live, the job that you have, the schools that you go to, uh, you know, it's pretty straightforward. And that somehow this has kept us, I guess, locked in a state of despair because you never really get there. Even when you have ticked all the boxes, you have a great job, a great relationship, maybe lovely kids, you're doing work that you enjoy, your work contributes in a positive way, you still feel the same uneasiness deep down as somebody whose life looks like shit on paper. But maybe somebody who hasn't got it all, hasn't got a job, is struggling. You know, maybe they have a more obvious story for their uneasiness. But when you speak to people who are highly successful and really living the dream, that uneasiness is still there. And at our, in our hearts, what we're really looking for as humans is that state of wholeness or oneness, which would be described as a kind of happiness that comes from just being absolutely okay with where you are, who you are in this moment right now. Really just being okay being yourself. It's such a beautiful goal, uh, and yet one that seems so hard to attain. It really feels very far away in this very progress-driven society that we live in. So today I wanna to talk about what I believe is one of the biggest barriers to the correct use of our energy, and therefore the greatest barrier to this sort of happiness that I'm describing, and that is fear. So in this, ep this episode, I wanna unpack what is fear. Now, of course, uh, fear has been described in other disciplines in many ways, and I don't really want to delve into the scientific explanation of fear or the biological, the neuro, neuroscience version, all these things that I have absolutely no knowledge on. I really want to talk about existential fear, fear that gets in the way of us really making the kind of choices that we could make and seeing ourselves in the way that we could see ourselves that would be really empowering. This kind of existential fear, it holds us back from really spending our time or um, being with ourselves in a way that is really healthy. And I believe this fear comes down to the way we view our lives, that our life is material, that it is only one life, it has a beginning and an end, and that in some way you're going to be judged on the way that you made the best of that life and you know and we feel that out in the world even you know really in the work in the field that I'm working which is that sort of human potential empowerment 
life coaching, uh, any type of coaching where we're really geared towards bringing the best of ourselves out into the world. There's still this idea that you're only really succeeding when the world out there acknowledges that you are and therefore you need to bring something into the world manifested in a way in which it is valued by the outside world, recognized as special, recognized as worthy and somehow does good. And this is a kind of trick of the mind really because it still keeps us stuck in this pattern of A, we need to contribute in and be valued and be recognized out there. We need to be validated and then we can feel good about ourselves. B, this idea that you need to manifest or create something um, or do something or work in a certain way or create a particular output that will get you this validation and therefore allow you to feel okay. So in a way, there is this really busy use of energy and we can see that where we are burning through our energy every single day trying to make that happen and you know I'm in my late 40s and one of the things that I have noticed as I'm heading towards 50 is how many women of my age are suffering from autoimmune disease and you might ask how is this related to existential fear well that fear that you know, that you're not going to make anything out of your life, that you have to do it or have it, or that you have to um, realize your full potential. Wow, your full potential as a modern woman. That has us really burning our energy to try and make that happen in all the myriad of ways that we've been told by the outside world that that could happen. You know, through spirituality, through mindfulness, through healthy eating, through being a vegan, through being a great mother, through having a successful career, but a career in that you give back and you coach and you mentor. I mean, it's just layers and layers and layers of complexity about what makes a successful woman in this time in history. And of course, our uh, energetic systems our body is going to show the signs the wear and tear of burning our energy in such an incorrect way you know it is one of the biggest delusions the idea that you can have it all because you know in the end why would you want it all it's very busy life it's very energy draining uh, it doesn't allow you to do anything with any type of real focus it doesn't allow you to live a quality high quality life and we also see the rise in um, ADD or attention deficient deficient syndrome you know um, syndromes I guess they call it or this kind of idea that you can't focus you can't uh, maintain attention which is all also a natural symptom of living in an extremely busy uh, existence where you are constantly working towards a goal that is really unattainable it's a kind of madness uh, and of course it's driven by madness this existential fear so what is existential fear in the world that I'm operating in, which is all about empowerment, I like to link existential fear to our belief that we only exist on one reality. And what do I mean by that? What I mean is if you understand that there is an eternal aspect to yourself and you would truly believe that we are eternal beings, that is, we never really are born or die. It's that non-duality um, beliefs, you know, that non-duality perspective on being human. Something that, you know, I, I kind of understand on an intellectual level, but I absolutely am not embodying that in my own life. I'm even doing these videos, you know, and still contributing out into the world, which, you know, really is that sense of a separate self. However, I love doing these videos. And when I'm, um, 
when I'm exploring these concepts, I haven't really thought exactly about what I want to say. This is a creative process for me. So when I watch the video later, it's the first time that I'm also hearing uh, what's coming out or what's being revealed through this contemplation on existential fear. So it's a really beautiful way of developing insight. So in this, um, returning back to this existential fear, this idea that we only live one life, so you don't believe in this eternal aspect of yourself or that we are spiritual beings having a human journey, you really believe that we are born, you have one life and you die. That would naturally create a lot of fear. I mean, the pressure, the pressure is on if you only have one life and you're living in the time that we are living in right now where we are absolutely bombarded with marketing, uh, really sophisticated marketing that is conditioning our mind to have this belief that there is this lifestyle out there, there is this way of life that is going to be the antidote to this fear, to this uneasiness, to this uh, confusion about what's, it, what's going on and what's it all about. So of course we're going to be very susceptible to this kind of existential fear if we truly believe that we only have one life. I um, believe that this comes down to spiritual immaturity, that we have an immature uh, relationship to our own spiritual nature, because spirituality at the end of the day really is about this eternal nature, this part of us that never dies, that it, that it continues on. So if you look out at nature, there's continuity. We all know that if we die as individuals, that life continues on. There is an afterlife and we're not in it in this uh, human form. Therefore, it's a logical assumption to make that there is continuity, there is an eternal aspect to our experience that keeps reshaping itself and reinventing itself. And all of nature operates in that way. The whole universe seems to operate in that way. The only part of this whole story that doesn't align with the idea that we have this eternal core self is the human mind. The human mind has this real resistance and therefore we as humans believe that we are somehow separate from that, that larger experience that is uh, born and dies and is born and dies, this kind of um, eternal reshaping one could say. However, if you have high levels of spiritual maturation, you've reached a level in your, you know, you've reached a level of maturity around your own eternal nature and you fully embody the idea that we are in fact internal and we have many lives, then that rate of existential fear will decrease dramatically because you're no longer under the same sort of pressure to deliver in this one lifetime. You're less susceptible to all the marketing and all the messaging that's coming from outside yourself because you're much more clear on how you operate in this, in, in this internal way inside yourself. That's why personal empowerment or the journey of personal transformation is such an effective way to really bring yourself back into alignment with this larger story of um, birth, death and rebirth. This idea that we live our lives in chapters and in cycles and we live many lives actually. And in each lifetime, we in fact probably only have one sole intention. I love that because it's the intention of the soul, S-O-U-L, and soul intention, S-O-L-E. You know, there's one thing that we're really working towards. And usually it has to do with maturing spiritually through each lifetime. And there may be goals or tasks or a unique life path that you're living as the human being that you are today that is helping you uh, 
fulfill that next phase of maturity. So in my life, for example, I've really come to contemplate mundanity and choosing to really embrace an ordinary life. You know, there was a part of me when I was younger that wanted to go out and have adventures and explore the world and have a big, exciting, dynamic life. And then later that kind of progressed into, okay, now I want to contribute from this really big place. I want to play big. You know, I got caught up in all that. Maybe you need to write a book and maybe you need to do this. And, you know, you need to bring the best of yourself out into the world so the world can see who you really are. And I've really, you know, sort of sat with that over time and wondered, is that really true for me? I mean, I feel where the greatest stretch, where the greatest level of discomfort is, is actually staying home, sitting in the ordinariness of my daily interactions with my children, with my husband, really growing tolerance for my own humanity and the humanity of others, that's compassion, inside my marriage and inside my family system, my family of origin, my own family, because that's where it's really challenging. That's where I don't get that recognition and that appreciation that my insecure ego would really like to have to feel well in the world. So I'm sitting with that, I'm contemplating it and I'm stretching myself and I'm finding that I'm growing more mature in my spiritual, um, in my sense of spirit. So I understand how that spiritual nature works in me to help me build tolerance for my own humanity. That's such a big quest to build tolerance for my own humanity because we are, you know, spiritual beings in a way or some kind of energy form that's born into a human body. And the minute that we arrive in that body, we are limited. Our bodies create that limitation and we're in a reality that is material and that is limiting. And we are born into a family system, into a culture, into a gender, into a physical system that is not our choice. That is something we need to learn to find ease within because it probably is damn uncomfortable to come out of this non-physical state of energy into a fully formed, really heavy, limited state of being. So of course we're going to feel some sort of discomfort around that. As kids, I think we embrace it, but we're quickly influenced by the outside world and we learn, we are actually conditioned to feel uncomfortable in our bodies, uncomfortable in our minds, uncomfortable in our spirit, sense of spirit. Uh, and you know, there's a whole way, a whole, um, there's a lot of different ways or a myriad of ways that we get conditioned into this that I'm not gonna touch on in this video. I think I talk about it a lot uh, in my video on enmeshment, about how we are born into this enmeshed mind, which is all about um, a sense of self that is defined by the outside world or defined by others or defined by our history, the patterns that we're born into in our family of origin. It's simple yet, um, very layered, I, I believe. It's quite simple to understand in a way, but layered to actually work through. So this existential fear, you know, if you really are coming from this more primal way of being in the world, it's going to be very animalistic. It's going to be very reactive and responsive, and it's going to be driven by this urgency. Time becomes a commodity when you're driven by existential fear, when you really believe you only have limited time, you become very forceful in ensuring that you make happen what you have been marketed at, told, believe, you know, forced to um, 
align with through all this conditioning is going to be a very, very uncomfortable experience. And maybe you're really good at it. You know, I've known people throughout my life that are highly skilled at delivering in, in terms of creating this successful life in the material sense. And they may be wonderful people, kind, generous, doing charity, top of their uh, business, great to their family. But it's still this really, um, material way of experiencing yourself as a human being and it doesn't leave a lot of time to really sit with yourself and to allow yourself to continually shift and change because you're maintaining your sense of self it's maintenance it takes energy to keep maintaining that lifestyle so your energy is not free it's not available it's not rested and ready to reinvent itself into something completely new i mean you can live one human life and go through many birth cycles of birth, death and rebirth. We're designed for that. We go through phases of maturity in our bodies, you know, which should align with phases of maturity in our psychology and our senses and our spiritual self. So if we're very relaxed and open and undefined, we can move through these different phases or chapters of our lives and be refreshed by each chapter. But if each chapter of our life is just a reminder of how close we are to the end of it. It becomes so urgent, especially in middle age, that middle age crisis, you know, where that urgency around delivering becomes heightened. Obviously, as we move into old age and retirement, I think there's a group of people who realize through that process of um, moving into that elder phase, uh, the joke and think, oh my God, why did I spend all that time, all my life, trying to make this happen when really it's not that important. That now as I'm, I'm edging towards death in this life, the things that matter for me are often insignificant, mundane, small things, the way I showed up to myself in different situations. It's not the big, important, flashy stuff that people usually contemplate or muse on as they're heading towards their death. Uh, and it's just really important thing because you know you can start early you can go to bed every night and think if i die in my sleep tonight am i content with the way i showed up to my life today i do this i did this for for a couple of years when i really wasn't sure about what was important for me i was i was really wanting to step back from all the conditioning and the guilt and the uneasiness that came with not living up to these expectations of this successful modern woman and in my heart of hearts, not really caring. I didn't really care about all of that. I could see that people were doing it, but I'm not a natural hustler. I find it exhausting. I like to chill. I love to do these videos because they're relaxing for me and, uh, and I don't have to th overthink it. And if I get it wrong, I just continue on and hope that that, you know, that still offers some sort of golden nugget if anybody chooses to watch this. Um, but you know, in, those, in that time, I would go to bed and think, you know, if I died in my sleep tonight, how would I feel about the way I spent my day? And usually I felt pretty okay because most of the time I had just been, you know, hanging out with my kids, doing um, small things that were meaningful. Even if I'd had a really terrible day with my children or a fight with my husband, I was just really glad that I had been present with them, even in that environment. And, you know, and that it was quality time, even in a conflict, it's still quality time. So that's meaningful for me. What's meaningful for me is to be present 
to the relationships and to the experiences that show up for me every day. Even if it's having a chat with someone in a shop that I'll never see again. Having, forming a new relationship that it might only last a couple of months, which has happened for me a lot as I've moved around. I've had many beautiful friendships in my life and a lot of those people I don't speak to anymore, but it was meaningful, it left, it shaped who I am at the time. It was a, a moment of beauty. I love that. And then you let go and you move on. But so many of us are attached to this idea that we, we have beliefs about what a high quality life is. And if we only got this one life, we should hold on to that and work hard to keep making it happen. And once it's happened, we should work hard to maintain it. And that just doesn't allow for lightness, for effortless living, for carefree living, all these things that in our heart we really want. So this idea about existential fear, how is it empowering? I mean, put practically, the more aware you are of your eternal nature, the easier it is for you to slow down, to give yourself the rest, to give yourself the space, to be less attached to things that may not be that important, to pull your energy back and to no longer be burning it out, trying to maintain some sort of lifestyle that really has nothing to do with who you are at your core and isn't really making you happy. True happiness comes from really just being okay with yourself in this moment, no matter what's going on. It's very neutral, it's that equilibrium, it's that sense of okayness that is eternal, that is constant, that is effortless you don't need to expend energy maintaining it because it's constantly um, being born it's dying and then it's being reborn you know my okayness yesterday isn't the same as my okayness today and that's okay um, you know and if you really are feeling that high levels of existential fear anxiety depression all those things that are born out of this misguided belief that you know you've just got one life and you better make the most of it uh, you know really seeing it for what it is, which is being too caught up in a very limited version of your humanity and your sense of being human and not really looking at the bigger picture, looking out there at the larger system that we're part of and being guided by it. So, you know, you can greatly reduce your anxiety, greatly reduce your depression and enhance your focus by letting go, by really letting go of the busyness, letting go of the beliefs about what you need to do in order to be okay and just practice being with yourself and being okay with whatever shows up. And there are so many beautiful teachers out there who help us with that. Um, but for this episode, I'll just leave it at that. Um, I really hope this offers you some inspiration to think differently about your life and to potentially choose the path of personal transformation or personal empowerment as a way of facilitating a kinder, more spacious, more carefree world for us all to coexist in. You know, this idea that we can live in a larger system that really embraces our uniqueness, but is completely comfortable with diversity. I mean, what a beautiful, beautiful, um, experience of life that we could all be sharing if we were able to really sit with ourselves and be okay. So if this sounds curious, you know, interesting for you, it's something you'd like to look into further, check out um, our free courses or paid courses at Higher Life Academy, www.higherlifeacademy.com or simply, you know, browse more of our teachings here at Higher Life TV. So until next time, take care and love life.